Hello and welcome to the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. My name is Ryan Johnson. I'm your host, and on today with us is Paul Johnson. Paul, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. No, no. Thank you for being here with me today. That's all I got to say. <laughs> when it's not me by myself, it's always a good day. So I've been getting kind of a a bunch of different questions. Um, you know, as you know, we've covered marketplace facilitator laws before in the podcast. And as you know, with sales tax and with marketplace facilitator laws, things are just changing, They're changing rapidly. Uh, ever since, you know, July of 2018, when that Wayfair decision was made, laws are constantly changing. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's so that it's states are trying to make it easier on sellers, you know, they're trying to make it less complicated or states are trying to capture more uh, tax dollars to have to increase their revenues. But I wanted to cover um, some specific questions um, around manufacturing, you know, not manufacturing, uh, marketplace facilitator tax laws. And, and it goes along with, you know, can I, can I deregister? Because I know that some, you know, maybe a year ago, you know, there were some um, other third party sales tax people that would recommend like, hey, if you're selling FBA or you're using this marketplace facilitator, you should be collecting and you should be registering in 28 states. Um, now it's what, 41 states? And, and yeah, a lot of those 41. people, yeah, a lot of those people end up registering in all of those states, which can be very pricey. And, but now I understand there are now states making laws that is not requiring them to be registered. Um, I wonder if you could uh, talk about that. It's like, and people are wondering, wondering if they should get deregistered in these states because these 41 Definitely. states, uh, you know, are have the manufacturer, no, <laughs> I keep saying that, marketplace facilitator tax laws, and they should just get deregistered yeah. in all of them. I mean, I wonder if you could, yeah. could talk about that. Oh, definitely. It's a great question and a common concern uh, gets brought up even amongst our own clients. And, you know, we're trying to help our own clients just be compliant, uh, but not incur a bunch of out-of-pocket expenses and costs. You know, everybody's running on tight margins, trying to maximize profit, minimize costs, sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's a very common question. Amazon, you know, they're collecting and they're collecting, or they have the ability of collecting in all 46, 47 now with Alaska uh, state. And they're remitting the tax that they're collecting um, in 41 states, including Alaska, um, as of, you know, April of 2020. So it's a very common question. Can I just deregister if, if all my sales are through Amazon and they're collecting or remitting the tax on my behalf and I don't need to be a registered taxpayer and I don't need to file and remit returns is the common response. But unfortunately, that's not the answer. That's not the right answer. <clears throat> um, the states, like you're mentioning, have come out and are slowly, rapid, well, rapidly changing um, and updating over time the requirement to be registered. And <clears throat> as of today, there are, I think, 27 total states that have indicated specifically 
that if all you're doing is selling via a marketplace facilitator and they're collecting and remitting the tax on your behalf, then you don't have a requirement to be registered. You can simply close, deregister your account. Um, or if you're not registered, you don't have a requirement to register. But in the remaining 14 states, 27 of the states where Amazon's collecting, they're remitting it on your behalf, the remaining 14 states, they haven't <clears throat> specifically indicated that you can deregister just yet. And so according to the state, you know, you're on the hook, you have nexus, you're making sales in another state, you have a requirement by law to report those sales and be a registered taxpayer. Now, once you're you're on the hook, you know, they've, they've got that requirement imposed upon you. Should you be registered? Should you continue to be registered? Well, that's a, a question to consider from a business perspective because um, the, the next step after Nexus that we look at and review with clients is what your tax liability is. And if your tax liability is zero because you sell through a marketplace facilitator and he's remitting that tax on your behalf, then all your sales now are are null, there, there's no tax liability because it's, it's being collected and remitted on your behalf. Then what, what are the pros and cons of registering um, or deregistering uh, in that state? And so we, it's a very common thing that we help, even our current clients help understand the pros and the cons related to that. Yeah, um, so basically one of the main factors we're gonna be looking at is if you sell solely on a marketplace facilitator. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were explaining to me earlier, there's kind of a, you know, there's a difference. You were explaining to me Alabama versus Arizona, they're how their laws are different. Yeah. Could you, I mean, yeah. each state is gonna have their own kind of requirements. Um, I was wondering, yep because it can get complicated, especially when you're looking, it's like, well, I can deregister in 27 states. I'm going to do that. But there's some things you yeah. have to look out for. I was wondering if you could kind of go yeah. over that example as what you need to be looking for. Oh, for sure. In, in some of the states uh, like Alabama or Colorado, maybe Connecticut, um, Pennsylvania, all, although your sales are, are all made through a marketplace facilitator, the, the state themselves administer that a little bit different. So in these states, they, they're specifically indicating that even though you sell through a marketplace facilitator, you still have a requirement to report those sales to the, to the state and either claim a deduction or claim a credit uh, on the return so that the tax doesn't get remitted uh, by both parties. Because obviously Amazon's not going to give you that tax that is being collected on those transactions with the disbursements that they're giving you. They're going to withhold that tax to report it to the applicable state. So in a state like Alabama, you're going to make the sale, you're going to collect the tax, Amazon is, and they're going to remit that tax. But Alabama specifically indicates that as a, as a seller with physical inventory in the state or as a seller who exceeds the economic nexus threshold, you don't have to be or you have to be registered. Uh, whereas in Arizona, even though you have physical inventory um, and you've exceeded the threshold in the state, since all of the sales are being made through a marketplace facilitator, you don't have to be registered. So it's very tricky and very different state by state, as most sales and use tax <laughs> matters are. <laughs> 
It just depends on the state and, and how they administer it. And they're constantly changing, not, not, not state by state. So Arizona is not changing this month and then changing back. No, no, no. They're constantly updating. Alabama, not this month, but maybe in six months they'll come around and they'll say, oh, you don't have to be, you don't have to be registered. So it's constantly evolving, I guess, would be a proper, uh, better way to put it um, as far as remaining registered or not. So, you know, that kind of covers people that are, are registered um, already and thinking about possibly deregistering and, and, and maybe they didn't even know that this is even an option. And if, and if you would like to talk about this um, with, with Paul possibly even, um, go ahead and fill out the link down below. Uh, simple form takes about three minutes to fill out and you can get on the phone with us and we can help you just, you know, figure out whether or not you can deregister. Um, but the second half of this, this podcast, something that I've, I've been running into is, is people selling on marketplace facilitators is that they figure, well, why don't I just, you know, if, if the laws are trending towards, you know, you don't have to get registered, you know, and states are going to require these, these marketplace facilitators to collect from the tax on my behalf. Should I just, just not get registered? I mean, what is that? Is that an option? Definitely. It's definitely something worth considering um, as the states continue to move in this direction. You know, one would argue that all the states are going to be there eventually. So I'm not even going to worry about it, but it's important to note that once, once they make that transition, from the seller to the facilitator, the historic liability never goes away <clears throat> unless it falls off under a statute. But the statute limitations, that's a whole different conversation. Does it start? When does it start? Can the states go back beyond their statute of limitations? Um, under what circumstances could they? <clears throat> so from a liability perspective, you've always got to be thinking in the back of your mind, what is my tax liability, truly? And the tax liability starts the day you hit, you cross the economic nexus or the nexus threshold, whether it be physical, click-through, economic, affiliate nexus. I mean, there's a, a myriad of ways that the states will impose their tax upon you as a seller. Um, and so once you've, once you've established nexus, then that tax liability, that clock starts. And so if you're operating in a state for six months and then the marketplace facilitator kicks in, where they're collecting and remitting on your behalf, then for those six months, it's still your liability. And under audit, the state's going to impose that tax plus penalty and interest on, on that tax liability that you should have collected and remitted to the state directly. But the other note I wanted to mention was, what, what if you're selling on, on Amazon, but also you're selling on your own website, or maybe you're selling on Amazon and you're selling on eBay or some other platform? It's important to understand what that platform's um, doing with the tax that's being collected, if it's being collected, how it's being collected. Um, eBay is similar to Amazon in collecting and remitting in 41 states. They seem to be following the same pattern. Walmart's right along with them. Etsy is, is they're, they're collecting it everywhere. Um, but a platform like Shopify, who is a, just a shopping cart to your website, Obviously, they're not a marketplace facilitator, and you're, you're going to be responsible for the, the tax collection on those sales in the states where you've established nexus. 
Again, that's not in everywhere. It's just where you've established nexus. So a very common question is this Alabama, for example, is if I'm selling an Amazon or if I'm selling via a marketplace facilitator, do I do I have, have I established nexus? Well, you got to look at the economic nexus legislation, and um, if you've exceeded it in a state like Arizona, they specifically indicated if all you do is sell through a marketplace facilitator, they're collecting or remitting on your behalf. You don't have to be registered. Well, what happens if I'm selling also on Shopify or via Shopify on my on my website? Well, technically, according to legislation. The economic nexus kind of resets, if you will, based on the sales you make through your website only. So in determining, do I have nexus in the state? Well, you got physical nexus due to inventory, yes or no? If no, do you have economic nexus? An economic nexus is determined based on the sales made outside of the marketplace facilitator. So all the sales you make through a facilitator are excluded from the determination of, do I have economic nexus? So you're only including or you're only determining the sales made through your own website. You don't have to include the other sales through the facilitator. So then you make the decision, well, I only made $10 in sales in Shopify, and most of my business, 90%, 95, 199% of my business is through Amazon. And maybe you just turn off the sales in, Amazon, in Shopify, or maybe you stop selling through your website, or uh, you just make the determination because uh, if, if it's material enough and you've exceeded nexus, if, you, if you've exceeded the economic nexus you've established, then uh, then then you're on the hook. So you got to make a, a, a call. Do I leave it out there? Do I roll the dice, kick the can down the road? Do I play audit roulette, as I like to call it? <laughs> if I don't get caught. I don't know. That's, that's, that's a business decision right there that what we could help you yeah. uh, make. For sure. Excellent. Sounds complicated. Very and, complicated. Uh, <laughs> but it's definitely <laughs> so something sorry. that uh, uh, that needs to be looked at. And uh, we kind of have what we call a next review. And you know, no matter if you haven't registered yet, you're looking to get registered and you're and you're thinking like, well, what do I do next? How do I determine where to get net, get registered? A next review is for you. And if you have Definitely. already registered in all the states and you're thinking, well, maybe I should get deregistered, next review is for you. It's it's just helping you determine Definitely. what to do next. And uh, yep. so, so thanks again, Paul, um, for being on with of me. Course. And make sure and find the link down below to the, the forum so you can schedule your uh, time uh, to speak with us and help you determine what to do next. All right. Well, I hope to uh, see you on another one, Paul. Thanks for thanks again for having me, Ryan. Yeah. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.